0: This is the first chapter of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice is close this book right now. Believe whatever lie your mom or dad told you about your birth and try to lead a normal life. Being a half-blood is dangerous. It's scary. Most of the time it gets you killed in painful, nasty ways. If you're a normal kid reading this because you think it's fiction great read on i envy you for being able to believe that none of this ever happened but if you recognize yourself in these pages if you feel something stirring inside stop reading immediately you might be one of us and once you know that it's only a matter of time before they sense it too and they'll come for you don't say i didn't warn you my name is percy jackson i'm 12 years old Until a few months ago, I was a boarding student at Yancey Academy, a private school for troubled kids in upstate New York. Am I a troubled kid? Yeah, you could say that. I could start at any point in my short, miserable life to prove it. But things really started going bad last May, when our sixth grade class took a field trip to Manhattan. 28 mental case students and two teachers on a yellow school bus heading to the Metropolitan Museum of Art to look at ancient Greek and Roman stuff. I know, it sounds like torture. Most DNC field trips were, but Mr. Brunner, our Latin teacher, was leading this trip, so I had hopes. Mr. Brunner was this middle-aged guy in a motorized wheelchair. He had thinning hair and scruffy beard, and a frayed tweed jacket, which always smelled like coffee. You wouldn't think he'd be cool, but he told stories and jokes and let us play games in class. He also had this awesome collection of Roman armor and weapons. So he was the only teacher whose class didn't put me to sleep. I hoped the trip would be okay. At least, I hoped that for once, I wouldn't get in trouble. Boy, was I wrong. See, bad things happened to me on field trips like my 5th grade school where we went to the Saratoga Battlefield, I had this accident with the Revolutionary War Cannon. I wasn't aiming for the school bus, but of course, I got expelled anyway. And before that, at my 4th grade school, when we took a behind-the-scenes tour of the Marine World Shark Pool, I sort of hit the wrong lever on the catwalk and our class took an unplanned swim. And the time before that, well, you get the idea. This trip, I was determined to be good. All the way into the city, I put up with Nancy Boba Fett, this freckly, red-haired, kleptomaniac girl hitting my best friend Grover in the back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwich. Grover was an easy target. He was scrawny. He cried when he got frustrated. He must have been held back several grades because he was the only sixth grader with acne and the start of a wispy beard on his chin. On top of all that, he was crippled. He had a note excusing him from P.E. for the rest of his life because of some muscular disease in his legs. He walked funny, like every step hurt him. But don't let that fool you. You should have seen him run when it was enchilada day in the cafeteria. Anyway, Nancy Boba was throwing wads of sandwich that stuck in his curly brown hair, and she knew I couldn't do anything back to her because I was already on probation. The headmaster had threatened me with death by in-school suspension if anything bad, embarrassing, or even mildly entertaining happened on this trip. I'm going to kill her, I mumbled. Grover tried to calm me down. It's okay, I like peanut butter. He dodged another piece of Nancy's lunch. That's it, I started to get up, but Grover pulled me back down into my seat. You're already on probation, he reminded me. You know who will get blamed if anything happens. Looking back on it, I wish I decided to n- deck Nancy BobaFit right then and there. In-school suspension would have been nothing compared to the mess that I was about to get myself into. Mr. Brunner led the museum tour. He rode up front in his wheelchair, guiding us through the big echoey galleries, past marble statues in glass cases full of really old black and orange pottery. It blew my mind that the stuff had survived 2,000, 3,000 years. He gathered us around a 13-foot stall stone column with a big sphinx on top and started telling us how it was a grave marker, a stele, for a girl about our age. He told us about the carvings on the sides. I was trying to listen to what he was saying because it was kind of interesting, but everybody around me was talking, and every time I told them to shut up, the other teacher chaperone, Miss Dodds, would give me the evil eye. Miss Dodds was this little math teacher from Georgia who always wore a black leather jacket. Even though she was 50 years old, she looked mean enough to ride a Harley right into your locker. She had come to Yancey halfway through the year when our last math teacher had a nervous breakdown. From her first date, Miss Dodds loved Nancy Boba Fett and figured I was devil spawn. She'd point her crooked finger at me and say, Now, honey, real sweet, and I knew I was going to get after school detention for a month. One time, after she'd made me erase answers out of an old math workbook until midnight, I told Grover I didn't think Miss Dodds was human. He looked at me real serious and said, You're absolutely right. Mr. Brunner kept talking about Greek funeral art. Finally, Nancy Boba Fett snickered something about the naked guy on the stele, and I turned around and said, Will you shut up? It came out louder than I meant to. The whole group laughed. Mr. Brunner stopped his story. Mr. Jackson, he said, Did you have a comment? My face went totally red. Uh, I said, no, sir. Mr. Brunner pointed at one of the pictures on the stele. Perhaps you could tell me what this picture represents. I looked at the carving and felt a rush of relief because I actually recognized it. That's Kronos eating his kids, right? Yes, Mr. Brunner said, obviously not satisfied. And he did this because? Well, I racked my brain to remember. Kronos was the king god and... God? Mr. Brunner asked. Titan, I corrected myself, and he didn't trust his kids, who were the gods, so, um, Kronos ate them, right? But his wife had baby Zeus and gave Kronos a rock to eat instead, and later when Zeus grew up, he tricked his dad Kronos into barfing up his brothers and sisters. Ew! Said one of the girls behind me. And so there was this big fight between the gods and the titans, I continued, and the gods won. Some snickers from the group. Behind me Nancy Bobafett mumbled to a friend, like we're gonna need this in real life, like it's gonna say in our job applications. Please explain why Kronos ate his kids. And why, mister Jackson? Bruner said, to paraphrase Miss Bobafett's excellent question. Does this matter in real life? Busted, Grover muttered. Shut up, Nancy hissed. Her face was even brighter red than her hair. At least Nancy got packed, too. Mr. Brunner was the only one who ever caught her saying anything wrong. He had radar ears. I thought about his question and shrugged. I don't know, sir. I see. Mr. Brunner looked disappointed. Well, half credit, Mr. Jackson. Zeus did indeed feed Kronos a mixture of mustard and wine, which made him disgorge his other five children, who, of course, being immortal gods, had been living and growing up completely undigested in the Titan's stomach. The gods defeated their father, sliced him into pieces with his own scythe, and scattered his remains in Tartarus, the darkest part of the underworld. On that happy note, it's time for lunch. Miss Dodds, would you lead us back outside? The class drifted off the girls holding their stomachs, the guys pushing each other around and acting like doofuses. Grover and I were about to follow when Mr. Bruner said, Mr. Jackson. I knew it was coming. I told Grover to keep going and I turned towards Mr. Bruner. Sir? Mr. Bruner had this look that wouldn't let you go. Intense brown eyes that could have been a thousand years old and seen everything. You must learn the answer to my question, Mr. Bruner told me. About the Titans? About real life, how your studies apply to it. Oh, what you learn from me, he said, is vitally important. I expect you to treat it as such. I will accept only the best from you, Percy Jackson. I wanted to get angry. This guy pushed me so hard. I mean, sure, it was kind of cool on tournament days when he dressed up in a suit of Roman armor and shouted, What? Oh, and challenged us sword point against chalk to run to the board and name every greek and roman person who ever lived and their mother and what they god they worshipped but mr bruner expected me to be good as everybody else despite the fact that i have dyslexia and attention attention deficit disorder and i never made above a c minus in my whole life no he didn't expect me to be as good He expected me to be better and i just couldn't learn all those names and facts much less spell them correctly i mumbled something about trying harder while mr brunner took one long sad look at the stele like he'd been at this girl's funeral he told me to go outside and eat my lunch the class gathered in front of the steps of the museum where we could watch foot traffic along fifth avenue overhead a huge storm was brewing with clouds blacker than i'd ever seen over the city I figured maybe it was global warming or something, because the weather all across New York State had been weird since Christmas. We'd had a massive snowstorm, flooding, wildfires from lightning strikes. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a hurricane hurricane blowing in. Nobody else seemed to notice. Some of the guys were pelting pigeons with lunchable crackers. Nancy Boba Fett was trying to pickpocket something from an old lady's purse. And, of course, Miss Dodds wasn't seeing a thing. Grover and I sat on the edge of the fountain, away from the others. We thought that maybe if we did that, everybody else wouldn't know that we are from the school. The school for loser freaks that couldn't make it elsewhere. "'Detention?' Grover asked. "'Nah,' I said, "'not from Bruner. I just wish he'd lay off on me sometimes. I mean, I'm not a genius.' Grover didn't say anything for a while. Then, well, I thought he was going to give me some deep, deep philosophical comment to make me feel better. He said, "'Can I have your apple?' I didn't have much of an appetite, so I let him take it. I watched the stream of cabs go down 5th Avenue and thought about my mom's apartment, only a little ways uptown from where we sat. I hadn't seen her since Christmas. I wanted so bad to jump in a taxi and head home. She'd hug me and be glad to see me, but she'd be disappointed too. She'd send me right back to Yancey, remind me that I had to try harder, even if this was my sixth school in six years, and I was probably going to be kicked out again. I wouldn't be able to stand the sad look that she gave me. Mr. Bruner parked his wheelchair at the base of the handicapped ramp. He ate celery while he read a paperback novel. A red umbrella stuck up from the back of his chair, making it look like a motorized cafe table. I was about to unwrap my sandwich when Nancy Boba Fett appeared in front of me with her ugly friends. I guess she'd gotten tired of stealing from Taurus and dumped her half-eaten lunch in Grover's laps. Oops! She grinned at me with her crooked teeth. Her freckles were orange, as if someone had spray-painted them with liquid Cheetos. I tried to stay cool. The school counselor had told me a million times, count to ten, get to control of your temper. But I was so mad, my mind went blank. A wave roared in my ears. I don't remember touching her, but the next thing I knew, Nancy was sitting on her butt in the fountain, screaming, Patsy pushed me! Miss Dodds materialized next to us. Some of the kids were whispering, Did you see? The water? Like, it grabbed her. I didn't know what they were talking about. All I knew is that I was in trouble again. As soon as Miss Dodds was sure, poor little Nancy was okay, promising to get her a new shirt at the museum gift shop, shop, etc., etc. Miss Dodds turned to me. There was a triumphant fire in her eyes, as if I'd done something she'd been waiting for all semester. Now, honey, I know I grumbled a month erasing workbooks. That wasn't the right thing to say. Come with me, Miss Dodds said. Wait, Grover yelped. It was me. I pushed her. I stared at him, stunned. I couldn't believe he was trying to cover for me. Miss Dodds scared Grover to death. She glared at him so hard, his whiskery chin trembled. I don't think so, Mr. Underwood, she said, but you will stay here. Grover looked at me desperately. It's okay, man, I told him. Thanks for trying. "'Honey!' Miss Dodds barked at me. "'Now!' Nancy Bobbuffet smirked. I gave her my deluxe I'll-kill-you-later stare. Then I turned to face Miss Dodds, but she wasn't there. She was standing at the museum entrance, way at the top of the steps, gesturing impatiently at me to come on. How did she get there so fast?' I have moments like that a lot, when my brain falls asleep or something, and the next thing I know, I've missed something. As if a puzzle piece fell out of the universe and left me staring at blank staring at the blank lace behind it. The school counselor told me that this was part of the ADHD, my brain misinterpreting things. I wasn't so sure. I went after Mrs. Dodds. "'Halfway up the steps, I glanced back at Grover. "'He was looking pale, cutting his eye between me and Mr. Bruner. "'Like he wanted Mr. Bruner to notice what was going on. "'But Mr. Bruner was absorbed in his novel. "'I looked back up. "'Miss Dodds had had disappeared again. "'Now she was inside the building, at the end of the entrance hall. "'Okay, I thought she's gonna make me buy a new shirt for Nancy at the gift shop. "'But apparently that wasn't the plan.' I followed her deeper into the museum. When I finally caught up to her, we were in the Greek and Roman section again. Except for us, the gallery was empty. Miss Dodds stood with her arms crossed in front of the big marble frise of the Greek gods. She was making weird noises in her throat, like growling. Even without the noise, I would have been nervous. It's weird being alone with a teacher, especially Miss Dodds. Something about the way she looked at the frise as if she wanted to pulverize it you've been giving us problems honey she says i did the safe thing and said yes ma'am she tugged on the cuffs of her leather jacket do you really think you will get away with it the look in her eyes was beyond mad it was evil she's a teacher i thought nervously it's not like she's gonna hurt me i said i'll try harder ma'am Thunder shook the building. We are not fools, Percy Jackson, Miss Dodds said. It was only a matter of time before we found you out. Confess, and you will suffer less pain. I didn't know what she was talking about. All I could think about was that the teachers must have found my illegal stash of candy I'd been selling out of my dorm room. Or maybe they realized I got my essay on Tom Sawyer from the internet without ever reading the book, and now they were going to take my grade away. Or worse, they were going to make me read the book. Well, she demanded. Ma'am, I don't... Your time is up, she hissed. Then the weirdest thing happened. Her eyes began to glow like barbecue coals. Her fingers stretched, turning into talons. Her jacket melted into large, leathery wings. She wasn't human. She was a shriveled hag with bat wings and claws and a mouth full of yellow fangs. And she was about to slice me to ribbons. Then things got even stranger. Mr. Bruner, who had been out in the front of the museum a minute before, wheeled his chair into the doorway of the gallery, holding a pen in his hand. "What ho Percy!' he shouted and tossed the pen through the air. Miss Dodds lunged at me. With a yelp, I dodged and felt Talon slash the air next to my ear. I snatched the ballpoint pen out of the air, but when it hit my hand, it wasn't a pen anymore. It was a sword, Mr. Bruner's bronze sword, which he'd always used on tournament days. Miss Dodds spun toward me with a murderous look in her eyes. My knees were jelly. My hands were shaking so bad I almost dropped the sword. She snarled, Die, honey! And she flew straight at me. Absolute terror ran through my body. I did the only thing that came naturally. I swung the sword. The metal blade hit her shoulder and plasped clean through her body as if she were made of water. (laughs) Miss Dodds was a sandcastle in a power fan. She exploded into yellow powder, vaporized on the spot. "'leaving nothing but the smell of sulfur and a dying screech and a chill of evil in the air, "'as if those two glowing red eyes were still watching me. "'I was alone. There was a ballpoint pen in my hand. "'Mr. Bruner wasn't there. Nobody was there but me. "'My hands were still trembling. "'My lunch must have been contaminated with magic mushrooms or something. "'Had I imagined the whole thing? "'I went back outside. It had started to rain.' Grover was sitting by the fountain, a museum map tented over his head. Nancy Boba Fett was still standing there, soaked from her swim in the fountain, grumbling to her ugly friends. When she saw me, she said, I hope Miss Kerr with your butt. I said, Who? Our teacher, duh. I blinked. We had no teacher named Miss Kerr. I asked Nancy Boba Fett what she meant, but she just rolled her eyes and turned away. I asked Grover where Miss Dodds was. He said, Who? But he paused at first, and he wasn't looking at me, so I thought he was messing with me. Not funny, man, I told him. This is serious. Thunder boomed overhead. I saw Mr. Brunner sitting under his red umbrella, reading his book, as if he'd never moved. I went over to him. He looked up, a little distracted. Ah, that would be my pen. Please bring your own writing utensils in the future, Mr. Jackson. I handed Mr. Brunner his pen. I hadn't even realized I was still holding it. Sir? I asked. Where's Mrs. Dodds? He stared at me blankly. Who? The other chaperone, Miss Dodds, the pre-algebra teacher? He frowned his head and sat forward, looking mildly concerned. Percy, there is no Mrs. Dodds on this trip. As far as I know, there's never been a Mrs. Dodds at Yancey Academy. Are you feeling all right?